0: The following program contains names, places, and events that have been anonymized or fictionalized for the purposes of protection and safety. The following program is provided for entertainment purposes only, and any commentary from the hosts are strictly conjecture and should not be held as making any definitive statements about the truth or identity of any particular individuals or circumstances. If you or a loved one are involved in an abusive relationship, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233 for support.
1: Hello, dating detectives. And hi, Hannah.
0: Hey, girl. Wow, we back. We back, y'all. With a big one today.
1: Yeah, but also just real quick, since the Patreon is so new and I'm so excited about it, you guys, we we're gonna have another episode today out on the Patreon, a
0: bonus episode,
1: bonus episodes. If you're already a Patreoner, it's it's then you can go ahead and go listen to it. If you want to join the Patreon, it's five dollars a month, and you'll get two bonus episodes of the Dating Detectives. This week we're talking a little bit about how to be a PI and a little bit about Mm -hmm. my background and what ha- happened?
0: <laughs> I basically, yeah, we took like all the questions Mackenzie gets all the time and dove very deep into them. And a lot of you seem a little interested in this career path, so you should check it out. But even if not, it's still so wild to hear about the stuff that you've done and it's your story is awesome. Right? So yeah, I'm glad we, we did a whole episode devoted to it because you've put it out in like little videos here and there, but you needed you needed to really dive in. I love it. Yeah,
1: so that it'll it'll answer so many of your questions. So, and then I'm curious to know what questions you still have afterwards. <laughs> oh my God.
0: Well, the Patreon link to join is in the description of this episode. You can find it on our social media. And yeah, we're also doing like live vid- like Q&As with the Patreon subscribers. You have early access to merch when that drops, which will be kind of soon. So check out the Patreon.
1: Yeah. And as far as today's episode... Are you ready to hear this crazy story?
0: Yeah, we have a really awesome guest, as always. Our guests have been just killer out there. They're the incredible. Gate, yeah, this story was really amazing. Also, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but there were parts of recording this that made my heart so warm, Mackenzie. Like, I'll just say the bronzer. <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> You
1: guys, oh my god! you have to wait till you hear it. You're going to be like, oh my
0: God, it was so relatable. You're going to feel like you were sitting there with us in this woman's home because we were all just vibing. It's, I hate that she went through what she went through, but I love her. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Shall we get into it and meet our guest? I think so. Let's do it.
1: Welcome, hey Julia. We're excited to hear your story. Please tell us all the things. What do we need to know? Oh boy,
2: I hope you guys are both sitting down, nice and comfy, comfy because uh, this is a doozy. Oh um, boy, it's my favorite word. You know, yeah. we have a doozy. <laughs> Take it away. I can, say, I can say that now because I've been through years of therapy and like i have healed. <laughs> Bless your That's leg. a
0: good. It's a good thing to I've, preface with, so we can all like yes. breathe a little bit throughout. <laughs>
2: All right, so I think that one thing I should start with is that um, I'm a I'm a curvy lady. I got the curves. I got the junk in the trunk.
0: (laughs) Hell yeah, twinsies.
2: (laughs) Which, again, also something I'm comfortable with now. But growing up, like, obviously, not so much. So I would say it definitely hindered dating. So I was like much older before I started dating, and I use that term very loosely because essentially I just had like two. serious relationships. And the first relationship, I, it was a long distance relationship. He was in the military and essentially we dated for like a year. And then he just ghosted me. It was so strange. A year? Yes. That sucks. It did at the time. Yeah. So a couple years after that, I ended up moving to North Carolina very briefly. I had this like overwhelming urge to not be where I was. And long story short, ended up not working out. So I was only there for like a year. So when I came back, my best friend at the time and I got an apartment together and she was actually the one who convinced me to do online dating. I was like super, super nervous, mostly because I had zero confidence in myself at all. Mm -hmm. And at that point I was like 27 or 28 and still really not comfortable with who I was like on the outside and really the inside. I don't think I had fully kind of grown into myself yet, but she basically was like, listen, there are so many people. Like just do a easy site. Uh, We ended up picking plenty of fish and she's going to be fun. Just don't, it's not serious. Who cares? Whatever. Okay. So I went on, I casually chatted with a couple of people. Um, But very soon after I got on, I got a message from Damien. And I don't know if either of you have online dated.
1: I met my husband on Plenty of Fish. <gasps> Shut up. You I did. did. Yes. Oh my God. I feel like I oh remember gosh. hearing that. Yeah. We were both on Match and Plenty of Fish. I was like, okay, go ahead, Plenty of Fish. <laughs> I've never been. Yeah. I haven't done Plenty
0: of Fish don't do it. Okay. (laughs) I mean, obviously it works out for some people. All of the apps are some pros, some cons. I know. (laughs) Except for Tinder, that's pretty much con. That's 90% con. Yeah. All the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed.
2: So he sends me this message, right? And right when I click on the message, I obviously look at his profile and I see his picture. And, uh, he was not my type at all. There was like zero attraction at all. But obviously if you've online dated, you know that most of the time you just get these like really stupid messages messages that are just like, what's up beautiful. Or like, Hey, sexy. Yeah, and I'm like, totally. can you put some thought into it, please? I was always so unimpressed. Right. So I get this message from Damien and it is this like paragraph long message that was like very clearly thought out. It was really really good. Uh, like the grammar was perfect, and I was so impressed that I said to myself, "You know what? Like, and he wasn't like unattractive. He just wasn't really my type." So I just said, "You know what? I'm so impressed with this message. Like, I feel like I have to respond." So I did. So like I just told myself, "Okay, we meet him, and we kind of see where it goes." And he was so like upfront and honest in the initial message that it just made me feel like, okay, this is like a super honest guy. Like he's so upfront. This is great. Right? So I respond and we end up talking for almost two months before we even met, which was totally on me. I was so, so nervous. But then by the time we actually did meet, it was kind of like we had already been together. Like we just instantly fell into a relationship. Like
1: after the first date, it was just like, okay, we're together. And that was it. Was he the first one you had ever met in person online? Yes, actually. Okay. And even
2: before we met, like in our text and phone call conversations, what I now know is love bombing. Obviously at the time, I didn't realize that's what it was, but there was like so much of it. And I think that is obviously... What made me fall for him so quickly? Because I remember even talking to my friends, like I can't believe I'm falling for this guy like so fast. This is so weird. This is so not me at all. And
1: love bombing, real quick for anybody who doesn't know, is just like a slew of wonderful, great like messages or something that someone tells you, just oh you're so beautiful and you're so this and you're so great and all these wonderful things and gifts and everything you want to hear, everything you want to feel. That's love bombing, and like a a lot of it.
2: And it works. It really does. Especially when you like feel so crappy about yourself and you finally have this person who's just telling you that you are wonderful, like everything about you. And especially for him, like he was very, very attracted to my body. Like he happened to just like like full figure ladies. And I think that I really had never been with anyone like that either. Because even if I had guys that were in my life, I kind of always had random guys in and out. But you never felt like not appreciated for who you are. Right. It was kind of just, yeah, it was ugh, it was yucky. So he just made me very much feel like for the first time, extremely comfortable in my body. He made sure that I knew all the time that he was attracted to me. He loved me the way that I was. Like It was just exactly what I needed, especially at that time in my life. On our first date, the first thing I noticed was that he hadn't shaved or gotten a haircut. I just remember thinking, like, here I am. I spent like over an hour getting ready. Of course, like I did my hair, my makeup. And all I could think was like, wow, he couldn't even like get a haircut. Mm -hmm. But I told myself, you know what? I can work with that. (laughs) He hasn't been in, as far as I knew, he hadn't been in a relationship for over a year. Maybe he just didn't really think about it. I don't know. So in the time that we had been talking and into our first date, I knew that he had a daughter from a previous marriage. So I did know that he had been married one time. And he essentially told me that, of course, what they all say, his ex-wife was awful, this terrible woman, and would never let him see his daughter and blah, blah, blah. So he did have a daughter from an ex-wife. He saw her occasionally. Him and the ex-wife did not really get along, like whatever. He also had told me that he had been in the military and was working as a security contractor. So I did not know what that was. And he said, oh, well, have you ever seen this movie? And I'm like, no, I haven't. He's like, well, that's basically what I do. And he had me look up the movie. And for anyone who doesn't know, essentially security contracting, it's a very like paramilitary profession. And... You do things like your security for very high up people in government. A lot of this stuff takes place in the Middle East. It's a very dangerous job. And there are a lot of qualifications that you have to have in order to do jobs like this. Because it is super dangerous, they pay you like stupid money. He then said that he was doing that for a few years after he got out of the military. And he decided to stop because he wanted to be able to see his daughter more. Because when you do that job, you're gone for like months at a time. It's essentially like a deployment. Got it. So he stopped doing that and he started working as like a delivery driver for like like FedEx.
1: What? He goes from that kind of salary to a FedEx driver salary? Uh hmm Okay, go ahead, boy. Mm-hmm. And like the way he explained it
2: was that he was willing to make this sacrifice because he's such a good dad
0: a good dad you know like he's just
2: the best saint so after our first date i dropped him off and when he was walking away he was like so like what are we like if if someone asked me like where i was this weekend what can i say and i was like well i mean i guess we can be like official like i'll be your girlfriend And he literally jumped in the air, like fist pumping the air, like so excited about this.
0: And I remember
2: being like, "Wow, okay, like he like really obviously likes me a
0: lot." (laughs) I do love enthusiasm, so (laughs) right, (laughs) Right. he showed a lot of enthusiasm.
2: That's how I felt. I was like, "This is great. I've never gotten this before. Like, is this what a normal relationship is like?" And in knew. So, along with the love bombing and like he would do things like that, he also did little things like if I was at work and he wasn't working that day, I would come home and like my whole apartment would be spotless. Oh, yes. We well,
1: put- <laughs> <laughs>
2: and like, and my love really? language for a lot of
1: people is the that acts is. of service.
2: Yes, uh, it really was. And like I would come home, my laundry would be washed, dried, folded, and put away. Wow. I, remember, mm-hmm, I said, like verbatim to my friends, guys, like, I found him. I found the unicorn. He, like, picks up after himself. He helps me clean. He is, like, very loving. He says all the right things. Like, I was just completely convinced that I found him. Oh, my goodness. And it, it, and it was, like, so exciting. And then that made me fall even harder for him. So the apartment that I lived in, there were three floors and I was on the first floor. And at one point, the third floor, it was like a small attic apartment, but it became available. So he ends up moving into the third floor apartment. (laughs) So (laughs) the apartment, it ended up really being kind of a gross apartment. There was a lot of like fundamental issues with the apartment, like the heating and the plumbing, like things you like need long story short, he ends up moving in with me. And kind of around that same time, I end up losing my job. So I asked the landlord if she would let me use the security deposit from his apartment to pay my half of the rent that month. And she was very nice about it. And she says, yeah, that's totally fine, but I'm going to need you to clean up the apartment upstairs. And I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. what do you mean? And she, like, responded. She's like, obviously you haven't been up there recently. Like, it's trashed. What? Oh. So I walked upstairs because it was all, everything was always unlocked. And I, <laughs> I cannot even describe to you I'm how scared. disgusting. It, literally, there are no words to even describe how disgusting this place was. I mean, oh, like, trashed. Food. He did dip tobacco, which is like oh. the most disgusting habit on the face mm. of the planet. So he literally would just like spit into any container
0: that was available. And just leave it around.
2: And just leave it around.
0: To Gross. Floor.
2: There was stuff scattered everywhere.
0: Trash, <laughs> dirty
2: clothes, food. And I was just I was floored because I did not know that side of him. And when I confronted him about the mess in the apartment, he this is when he kind of starts to use his PTSD, which is what he told me he had from the military. Oh boy. Hmm. He starts to kind of use that as a, a little bit of an excuse. And naturally, I feel awful because, you know, I have family members that are ha- in the military of that over served overseas. Yeah, you're like, not going to say... Yeah, well, I don't care if you have PTSD. Right. Like, so obviously... Okay, fine. I can work with that. You know, I encouraged him to go to therapy. And, but it was just so weird because he was so clean and neat, like overly clean and neat in my apartment.
0: Oh, yeah. The fact that he was, I forgot that he was like showing up and cleaning and not telling you. That's so strange. Right.
2: Yes. It was so strange.
0: Oh, boy. Aside from this mess, this is the first, like, he's still treating you like a queen. He's still. Yes, you feel yep. like a pedest- You're on a pedestal.
2: Oh yes, yes. Okay. And within a few months of talking, he was like already talking about marriage. He was like ready to do the thing. And I remember thinking like Wow, he's like totally into this. Like we can just do this. We can get married. I can have a ba- like I can have a baby by the time I'm 32. This is wonderful. And this whole time, everyone that I met him liked him. My family liked him he had come to all of our holidays i mean everything
0: did he ever get a haircut <laughs> <'Cause he> did, <laughs> right okay,
2: and, and it that was the other thing he did and then he became like super into it
0: oh okay so he yeah he was like i could play this role for whatever you want
2: yes because yeah, that, exactly. it's not even like i had to remind him he just did it and i was like this is great look at him like doing the things you know So we had been together for almost less than a year, like 10 months, and he proposed, which was, for me, not out of the blue at all. It was totally like, this is the natural progression. This is what we're doing. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Yeah. So even though at this time, there was like a little little Maggie voice kind of pointing out some of the things that probably like weren't great, but I just pushed her way deep down. So he proposes, obviously I say yes. And very, very quickly, the wedding planning started. Like my mom was super excited. I was excited. Like we did things. We were ready to go.
0: Were you like a wedding girl who had the Pinterest ready, locked and loaded? Oh, yes. We were very newly engaged and
2: I was talking to his sister. And some reason the conversation had come up with his parents. They were nervous that we were going to elope because he had already been married before and like whatever. So I had like texted her like, can you please just tell your parents like we are not going to elope. That's not what I'm planning. Like, do not worry. Send them the Pinterest board. And (laughs) she responds. Hello? Come on. This is serious stuff. I'm having a wedding. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So she responds back, and I don't remember the exact text message, but it was something along the lines of, well, you know,
1: third time's the charm. Third? Third. I don't (laughs) math, but that ain't mathin'. Uh That ain't mathin'. Sure ain't. Sure ain't
2: mathin'. So now you gotta remember, at this point, because I'm going to sound real dumb, but the, the wedding was essentially planned, okay? I felt like I could not, there was no backing out. I flip out. He, <laughs> he was laying on the couch sleeping, and I was like, how many times have you been married? And his face just went, like, white. Oh, no. Yeah.
0: What? So did it say? turns
2: out <laughs> I would be his third marriage. And that there was a woman in between his first wife and me. Now, once again, really good at explaining things away. So, essentially, what he told me was him and his first wife, who they were together for a fair amount of time. When they got divorced, he was just like, felt really awful. He felt terrible about himself. Um, He felt like completely unlovable, like blah, blah, blah. And he ends up meeting this girl and They, like, within a very short period of time, ended up getting engaged and married. He said it lasted less than a year. It was really awful for both of us. Like, we both knew we made a mistake. Neither one of us, like, wanted to be in it anymore. We, you know, we ended up breaking up. We've been broken up for over a year. Blah, 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 blah. But he never mentioned her. No. So, well, he called her his
0: girlfriend. Oh. Oh yeah jinx McKenzie. Moment of
2: clarity so obviously i find that out and i am just i'm shattered i am heartbroken we have this big conversation about it i essentially tell him like you you broke my heart like i don't know what to do from this point but i also didn't break it off because like i said like we were very Far into the wedding things,
1: yeah.
2: And honestly, like I still wanted to marry him. I don't well, know. Yeah,
1: I mean, he's still
0: the yeah, person that you've get been it. in love with. There's new information—that's the hard, right. thing, so hard.
2: And I think that I could also talk myself into it because who hasn't been in a place where you just feel awful about yourself, and the first person who gives you any kind of attention. Like, you will take it and it of doesn't course. matter.
0: I've been there. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Right. Totally of relatable. Like I, any-
0: I also think it's interesting that him telling you about his secret marriage, he kind of used that similar excuse for why that marriage happened, knowing probably that you've dealt with that feeling as well. Like, it's interesting that he, bingo,
2: it happened to what you would empathize he you'd really-
0: with. He knew exactly
2: because people like him are professionals which is what I have to keep reminding myself of literally on a daily basis. So after that happened, obviously I was very, very hurt. And because of that, I really had no desire to be physical with him at all. That was just how my brain dealt with it. I just did not want to have sex at all. And I basically was like, I just need some time. Like I have to work this out. Mm -hmm. But... You know, he apologizes and he's trying to do the things, doing all the wedding planning. And also at this point, him and I end up getting an apartment that so it's just going to be us two, right? So it's move-in day, it's towards the end of the day, done all the things, we've, you know, we're starting to get things unpacked. And he had to go back to our old apartment for something and he left his phone behind. And so... I got so excited,
1: you guys. I almost peed myself.
2: Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> yes. oh,
2: that's funny. So we always had like stupid little names for each other in our phones and we would change them on each other. Like I would go into my phone and he'd be something really weird. And and so it was kind of just like a little joke between us. And so I'm like, oh good, I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna change my name to something like really weird, right? So I open it up and the text messages are there. And so it has me. And then like a couple ones down, it just has the letter C.
1: And I'm like, okay. Hold on. Before you go on, was there anything that was like suspicious before you opened that phone? Like, ooh, let me see. Or was there no suspicion of anything whatsoever? Literally
0: nothing. Okay. You genuinely just wanted to make your name like something silly. Yes.
2: I trusted wow. this man. Like, it was, there was nothing. Yeah, it was
0: not a great life choice. But so
2: I click on it, and it's a conversation with this girl. Now, it wasn't crazy, but it absolutely crossed the line for someone who was engaged to be married. Sure. Like, you should not be having this type of conversation. And I just remember being devastated. Obviously. And, Yes. So I confront him immediately. And he tells me that he started talking to this girl who he used to be friends with, because I stopped sleeping with him. And I wasn't showing him any affection and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, right, because you broke my heart. You betrayed me. Like, how are we actually making this about your feelings right now? Yeah,
1: definitely not.
2: And, like, I had even said to him, I'm like, not once did you express this to me. Like, yes, we were not being physical. And there definitely was, like, a a distance between us. But he never once was like, hey, dear, I've noticed that you do not want to have sex with me. This worries me. Can we discuss it? Like, nothing. There was no conversation. Yeah, some
1: communication,
2: please. Right. Like, any form of communication would have been something. Like, he Mm -hmm. just went from... That to talking to somebody else, and I was just like, that's not how any of this works. so of course, he still like brings up the PTSD stuff, so he would anytime like he was in trouble for something, he would blame his PTSD because you know it just gets in the way and he doesn't know how to communicate and blah 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 blah, blah whatever. He suggested doing couples therapy, so naturally I'm like, yes. This is fantastic. Let's learn to communicate, right? Yeah, of
0: course. <laughs> <laughs> but I did, honestly. Like,
2: yes, right. Especially like, you know, or before we get married, let's let's do this. And so at the time, the therapist that we were using, she would see me privately and see him privately. And then she would also do couples therapy, like for us. And even in the couples therapy, again, it was always about the PTSD. He actually, this is so horrifying. He told me that he actually witnessed children being shot and killed. And like that was what, con- that was the main contributing factor to his PTSD. And because of that, here I am Googling the PTSD trying to find out all of the things I could do to help this man because, oh my God, this poor guy is a war veteran and going through all the things. And so at this point, this is when he kind of, he started to change a little bit. He was not as good at hiding who he was. It was more like stupid things though. He was just like starting a lot of fights he stopped doing nice things for me, stopped cleaning up after himself, just was always trying to fight with me. I think that he kind of was just having a hard time keeping all the things, like all the balls in the air. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was struggling. So at this point, <laughs> I really just held on to who I fell in love with. Like I just kept thinking it would come back, you know? because he really was this really fantastic person and that is who I fell in love with. Obviously I didn't fall in love with this piece of shit person. I think even at the wedding I just kept thinking like it's it's going to come back.
1: Well, and you probably thought like PTSD can that's something that we can treat and he'll be fine. Right. So let's go to the wedding day, right? Yeah, yeah. He
2: actually ends up starting a fight with me on the wedding day. What? Oh, stop it. Yes. Oh, my God. Cut to me walking down the aisle, right? I like walk down the aisle, I get in front of him, and the first thing I notice is that this jerk did not shave. Oh no, come on. I am standing there in my wedding dress looking at this man that I am supposed to spend the rest of my life with, and he couldn't even shave. shave. But I know now that he did it on purpose because he knew I had told him multiple times, don't forget to shave, don't forget your razor, blah, 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 blah. blah. But he did it just to be a jerk because he knew that it would piss me off. What the heck?
1: Yeah. Did that ruin your wedding day or were you fine? Like you just went through with it and it was fine. I just went through it. Was
2: a, it was fine. It ended up being like literally other than him. It was a great day. It was so much fun. Everyone had a blast. If we could just, like, take him out of it, it would have <laughs> been perfect. <laughs> One <laughs> tiny little detail. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so the wedding happens, you know, things kind of start to, like, calm down a little bit, and so we get married, and besides the fact that I really wanted a baby, I had, like, some underlining health issues, and essentially... I like every specialist I went to was like, you are never going to be able to get pregnant naturally. Like, so just oh. right away, you're going to want to start with fertility treatments. Right. Oh, wow. I went to my OB and told him like, you know, I want to start trying, blah, blah, blah. He's like, okay. He gave me a referral to a fertility clinic. It ended up that they, they didn't take my insurance. So I'm like, oh my God, like, I'm, what am I supposed to do? Like, I'm never going to be able to have a baby. So we kind of just agreed. To like, we'll just try and see what happens. And one day I remember like I took an ovulation test and it was like super, super positive. Like this was the day I was ovulating. So I'm like, do you want to just try? Like, you know, it's not going to hurt. Who cares? So cut to me finding out I'm pregnant, like less than two weeks later. <laughs> oh wow. Um, yeah. It was wonderful, except for... Uh Uh-oh. So I took the pregnancy test. It instantly comes back positive. So I take the test. He's still sleeping at the time. I take the test. I run into the bedroom. I wake him up. I show him. I'm like, look, 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 look. Like, oh my God, this is amazing. And he responds with, well, I mean, do we really know how accurate that is? Maybe we should wait till you talk to the doctor. Ew. Okay. Uh, (sighs) I was crushed, crushed.
1: How heartbreaking.
2: i'm still crying i'm still crushed especially because like i'm not gonna have any more kids so that was my this was your moment. my only yeah. yes that was my moment and he knew how badly i wanted this he knew oh. that i didn't think it was gonna happen and i was just utterly crushed i could not believe it i was expecting the jumping up and down tears yeah. of happiness he like, told oh. you
0: you were gonna get forever when he begged you right Girlfriend, yes. Uh,
1: I wanted the fist bumping. You know, he's really showing his true colors at this point. Are you like, so annoyed yes. by him at this point? Like, ew. Yes, accurate. So at this point,
2: that happened, and that kind of sealed it for me. I was like, I don't need you anymore. Like, I was, I was completely shot down. I really wanted nothing to do with him. And so, remember in the very beginning, I told you that there was this movie that he had told me. Oh, you know, have you seen this? Like, that's what I do for a living. So he used to watch this movie like fairly regularly.
0: Did you say what it you didn't say what it was? Are you allowed to? Yes. It's called Range 15. Range 15?
2: And it's it's a really heartbreaking movie. It's based on a true story. And it's really heartbreaking. And people in it die. And he would literally sit there and watch this movie, like with tears pouring down his face. He told me that one of the guys that was like uh, one of the main characters he actually worked with him at one point like he had all of these like elaborate stories and that's why it was so upsetting to him oh wow because like he knew what this was like he's been in dangerous situations like that blah 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 so but then <laughs> i start realizing because at this point like i've now seen the movie a thousand times that the things that he's telling me are like very close to what's happening in the movie.
0: Uh
2: Uh-huh. And I'm like, that's a little weird.
1: Yeah. That's really weird. You
2: know, kind of just like second guessing things a little bit. So at this point, and I remember it's funny now, but it really wasn't that funny at the time. So he would, he would always come home with these like really crazy stuff stories as time went on they got more and more ridiculous right so (laughs) he comes home one day now I want you to keep in mind that he he's an EMT he's a basic EMT he can't do anything okay (laughs) like not there's nothing wrong with basic EMTs I -hmm. could never do it but like they literally can just transport people they can't give IV like nothing right right? not a doctor so right well that's a paramedic right a paramedic, they could do, like, they're like the next level down. That's the they okay, can do okay. all the things. Yeah. Gotcha. So he brings a patient into the hospital, and when he's there, there is another patient on a gurney, and that patient starts to code. So there's a doctor with that patient. I can't even say it without laughing. <laughs> there's a doctor with that patient, okay? And out of everyone that's in this hospital, the doctor turns to him and points him and says, You do you know how to do chest compressions? And he's like, of course I do. And the doctor's like, all right, get on. And he jumps on, he straddles the patient and he's doing chest compressions as they're wheeling him through the hospital.
1: And and I'm like,
2: what are you talking about?
1: Was that on an episode of Grey's Anatomy?
0: Yeah, probably. Yes! So. <laughs> it actually was? It, it, yes, until yeah. I
2: didn't realize that until I was telling my friend about it. And she's like, wait a second. That's she literally went and looked up, like, the episode, the season. Oh and my she's like,
0: crazy. And mm-hmm. Yep. No wonder his stories were so good. I mean, he was taking it I know.
1: But what does he do? Like, why does he tell these stories?
2: I don't know. Attention, I guess? So... It did seem like once I found out about like the girl he was talking to and the second wife, he definitely felt like he was losing that control that he had over me. Oh, for sure. So then maybe he started with the storytelling to gain that control back. I don't know. I think because like I believed everything he said to me all the time. He knew that too, probably. For sure he knew that. I think that things started to fall apart for him and he was when like he when I knew that he was lying, when I started calling him out on little things. And then I think he almost spent the whole rest of the time trying to like get that back. Like, well, how come she doesn't believe me anymore? And also like throughout my whole pregnancy, he was always working, quote unquote, a lot of shifts. Of but course. for some reason it was not always like, in his paycheck oh Mm -hmm. for some reason Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. some strange reason so weird but like i again totally believed him because he had literally been on the phone on the phone i say that quotes with hr talking to them about the discrepancy in his paycheck and oh yeah they're gonna get taken care of and at this point i was pregnant and sick and i just didn't really focus on it that much and this continued into even after when I had the baby, I developed like pretty severe postpartum depression, like to the point where I was suicidal.
1: Oh my god, oh, yeah. that's one
2: thing oh, we haven't sorry. covered on the show yet:
1: is postpartum, and then oh. postpartum, I can't, and then this relationship. Oh my god, yeah. So I like to be like super open about postpartum
2: because I feel like people don't talk about it enough. Please do Not at as all. open as yeah. you can. Like, I am grateful because I had already been going to therapy at this point. So I kind of knew how my feelings should be. So when they were so drastically out of whack, I knew something was wrong. Mm -hmm. I I didn't quite know it was postpartum, but I remember calling my doctor and she's like, what's going on? And I'm just like, I don't know. Something's wrong. Like, like, this is what I'm feeling. And she's like, here's the thing. (laughs) You just had a baby. Like, this is what's going on. And I'm like, okay, so like... I'm not actually going to kill myself, but I kind of think about it a lot. Wow. Oh, man. And it was awful. So it's like, you know, I have this newborn baby who never stops crying. I am like so depressed and suicidal. I have this husband who is never around, who's always working. Was he
1: really working this whole time?
2: So no, I find out much later on. Some of the times, yes, he was. But what he was doing, there's two things he was doing. One, he was going into work and just hanging out because it was, it's kind of like a fire station. Like oh. they have a TV, they have video games, they have he a He can kitchen. go there and just say, oh, he I'm working. Working. Yeah. He would just like have a grand old time because then he didn't have me there nagging him and asking him to, you know,
1: help raise his baby. things. Yeah. Like you're that. such a bad guy. So was he just being lazy by going to work and not having to help at home? Is that... Yes, but he also
2: was cheating on me. There's a little bit more we need to get to before we get to that part. Oh snap! Okay, we're listening. Oh yeah, and yeah, this is where (laughs) this is where it gets extra juicy. Okay. Oh no. So I went back to work eight weeks, no, six weeks after I had my son. I was back at work, and but I worked from home on the computer. Okay. So I am like kind of working, kind of trying to do bills, and I go into our bank account and I notice there is this huge charge. And now there's like no money in it. Oh. And the description of it was, like, I didn't even know what it was. So I call him upstairs. I'm like, hi, what is this large amount of money that's hi. missing from our <laughs> bank account? <laughs> he goes, oh yeah, I was going to tell you about that. Do tell, please. Yeah. He's like, well, I bought this cologne uh- and I'm like, what I'm sorry, we can't even buy food, and you're bu- you're buying three hundred dollar cologne. Cologne, I, what's going on? Cologne, yep. And he goes, "Well, let me explain." I'm like, oh. okay, he goes, "It's a pheromone cologne." I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. I like, this is so ridiculous, but it, it comes back, so don't worry. And I'm like, "What do you need No. He's like, well, you know, you really like you haven't had any kind of interest in me and things really haven't been good. So I thought that if I got this cologne, like it would make you want me. My first response was you didn't think that being a supportive father and husband would make me want you. Right. You
0: thought you just needed to amp up your natural musk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yup. <laughs> That'll do it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wow. Mm -hmm. But the best part is he tells me, well, you know what, though? Don't worry, because it never came in. And I'm like, okay, so was it some sort of like a scam or something? He's like, I think so. Yeah, you don't say. Mm -hmm. So I call the bank and I tell them, this is a scam, blah, blah, blah. They almost immediately send the money back. No problem. So it's like the first year of my son's life. Things are not good at all. We're constantly fighting. So every year, my family goes on this camping trip with like three other families. There's like 40 people. And it just so happened that it fell on the weekend of my son's first birthday. So I'm like, cool. We're just going to have a birthday party because everyone's already going to be there. We'll just do the party at the campground, right? Yeah. So at this point, so it's summer. I suggest that we invite his daughter. So, because so for the last few years, he's really only seeing his daughter sporadically. Oh, that's right, his daughter. Okay, right? I know. Yes, I so he has a daughter, her. right? At this point, me and his first wife—we're not friends, but we're like friendly. We kind of half would talk about him and like his weird, annoying things that he did, and you know, I didn't think that she was this evil person anymore. So we end up inviting her, right? So he's going to be working for most of the week. And the plan was he was going to come up on a Friday and stay Friday and Saturday night, right? So we go up on a Thursday. I had picked up his daughter with my son. The next day, we're packing up the car, getting ready to go camping. So at this point, I realized that the medication, my antidepressant that I'm taking for the postpartum is about to run out. So I go try to refill it and the pharmacy is like hey we for some reason like we don't have this right now it's going to take a couple of days oh, no. um before we can refill it oh no so this means i'm going to be like about 48 hours without my meds it's really not that big of a deal anyone who takes antidepressants knows that it builds up in your system just, you know it's not ideal it's to not stop taking it. Feeling, i'm not saying right. like don't take them please don't to do that but it's not like the end of the world if you don't But I was definitely upset about it. I felt like that was my only lifeline. I was clinging on to the fact that like I had those to help me, you know, survive. Right. So we're packing up the car and I said to him, like, I told him what happened at the pharmacy. I was like, listen, I need you to bring this medication to the campground when you come on Friday night. And he's like, yep, okay, sure. Not a problem. Fine. So I pack up the car. I take his daughter, our son up to the campground. My son ends up coming down with a cold like that night. Oh, no. It was terrible. So the first night was absolutely awful. My son was up all night crying. I texted him multiple times in the middle of the night. I was like, listen, I need you to call out of work tomorrow. So this would have been meaning that Friday. I need help. Like, I can't do this. I can't do, you know, his daughter and the baby. It was just too much. I'm like, I need help. It was a lot. And he's not responding. So now keep in mind, I can still see his location, right? So around the time where he would normally be heading into work, I check his location. And I can see that he is currently on his way to work. So I call him for the hundredth time and he answers. But he answers like super casual. Hey, what's up? I'm like... I'm sorry. <laughs> up? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, I lost it on him. Yeah. he... He comes, he's, I don't know, some stupid excuse about how, you know, he already talked to his boss and his boss said he couldn't call out. So, I mean, I am in tears. I'm begging him. And he just straight up refuses. Nope, I have to go to work. So I was like, you know what? I am done. I am done with you. Do not call me. Do not text me. I said, you better not show up here tomorrow. She's yeah. done. <laughs> I was so done, right? So take my phone, throw it in the tent. I don't even think about it. So... A little while later, I'm taking my son for a walk around the campground and uh, I see a police car. And just as the cop is like walking up, I can hear him say, oh, I'm looking for Julia, you know, so-and-so. And And I like whip my head around. And I'm like, oh, that's me. And he's like, you're Julia? I'm like, yes. What's going on? And he's like, the cop looks super confused. So I'm like, can you tell me what's going on? Because here I am thinking like, my husband got into an accident yeah, or something. Like he's in the ambulance. Like I don't know, whatever. So, cop pulls me aside and he's like, "Well, he's like, I'll be honest with you, I'm a little bit confused." I'm like, "So am I. What is happening?" He's like, "Well, your husband called us. He said uh, he called us um, to do a well-being check because he told us that you were not on your medication and he <gasps> didn't feel like you could take care of the children." What? what what yeah Ew. yes okay this, this, no. this was my exact response okay i am yeah my jaw's on i am
1: the floor the, yes.
2: I, like this is beyond,
1: okay i can't same
2: mouth drop a sicko so i said right so i said to the cop i said officer i'm so sorry him and i got into an argument earlier today and he's like well can you tell me like do you have medication you take i told him exactly what i told you guys I'm like, listen, you can talk to my doctor. you're like, I am fine. And he's like, well, honestly, you look fine. I'm like, because I am. So then I asked my parents. I'm like, can you guys check your phones? Everyone check your phones and see if he tried to get in touch with you. Because if he was so worried about me, He would have called everybody a hundred times. He Exactly. Not one missed call or text from this man on anyone's phone. So then his first wife is calling me. And I just immediately gave the phone to their daughter. And I was like, oh, mommy's on the phone. She wants to talk to you. Not really thinking anything of it. His daughter walks back. Oh, no, she wants to talk to you. I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, hello. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, what? What do you, I am fine. What do you mean? She's like, well, Damien called me and he called his parents. And he told everyone that you're having like some sort of a breakdown. You're not taking your medication. And I'm like, what?
1: What? Oh, my so
2: God. So now keep in mind, this woman is in a different state, okay? Like, she is several hours away from us. She says, I just left work. I was ready to come and get my daughter. And I'm like, oh, my God, I am so sorry. I kind of tell her what happened, what he did. And this is the point where she's like, okay, we need to talk. And I'm like, and... Okay. Just now she wants to have the.
1: Okay. I Finally. see. It Let's hear it. Let's see what you got to say, baby mama.
2: Yeah. So he, her and I start to have this conversation. We're talking on the phone and she's just telling me different things about him and what's ha- like basically all the lies that he's told. So I said something about his PTSD and she's like, What are you
1: fucking talking about? He's not in the military. Bingo! <gasps> no, he not even. Never me. In military?
2: Well, okay, so he did basic training, right? Oh, did he? All right, he did basic training, and he was. So I guess there are three different discharges: it can be honorable, dishonorable, right. or there's a, another little fun section called other than honorable.
0: <gasps> Interesting.
2: So it's like it's basically so that you yeah. don't have dishonorable like on your record, but
1: they don't want and to give you honorable.
2: Exactly. So I'm like, what are you talking about?
1: I need so much. She's more like, hold
2: on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you something. So she sends me two pictures, <gasps> and it God. is his discharge paperwork, and this is where I see the other than honorable, and then under it, it says adjustment disorder. So if you look that up, essentially, it's just a military term that they use when you
1: can't, you like, can't make
2: it in the military.
1: Yep.
0: Okay. So like he had- Because
2: of the because
1: of the environmental stressors that come with, yep. Why didn't she tell you that before though? Why did she wait? So why? Oh, I know. So her
2: and I have had this conversation a couple of times. And I guess when she found out that him and I were engaged, her and wife number two, actually had a conversation. And she was like, listen, I think we need to tell her. And wife number two said to her, you know what? I was in her exact situation. And if you had come to me and told me these things, I would have told you that you were a liar because I was so completely brainwashed and so head over heels in (gasps) love with him that it didn't matter what you would have said. I still would have married him. You know what? She's probably right.
0: That's probably completely. And that's true. what I said. And yes. and I said that to her. I, she's like, I you have your hate friend me. come to you. Like you did kind mm-hmm. of feel yeah, these yeah." Were coming up. And I told her that. I said,
2: I do not blame any of this on you. Like, I am not mad because she's like, I am so sorry. I should have never let you get into this. Blah, 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 blah.
1: Wow. And can we talk about we're not gonna, we're not gonna demonize this thing, this this discharge from the military or whatever. But it's the fact that he lied about it. Like he's been telling you he has PTSD from watching children be blown up. And that was all just a lie. That is so messed up. Like
2: lie is an understatement. Okay. This man told me, first of all, that he had done the four years, his four years. Right. But that he was deployed. He told me the unit he was in. He told me the country he was deployed to. Oh he my sat there, God. He cried, wow. cried in my arms.
0: And, and watching the about movie.
2: All the awful, and watching the movie. About all of the He should have gone to drama school. He really should have. He would have been fantastic. Wow. I mean, oh, just that makes telling me, so me mad. all those awful things. That was what, right, finding that out was what I needed to be like, nope, I'm done. So that was a point where... Lord
0: almighty.
2: Okay, I should have known that my child was way too quiet. <laughs> what did he do? He's covered in my bronzer. Ah!
0: <laughs> I love it! That's perfect! It's, so- oh! it's all gone! You guys, the, compact, all the
1: bronzer is gone. Listen, gone. hashtag this mom life, like- right? Hashtag mom <laughs> life. He's got that healthy glow. <laughs> Hot okay. Mess
2: Express over here. That's, That's what this is. Haul. Oh, my it. God. He's covered in bronze.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so pretty.
2: <gasps> see, he looks beautiful. You can see
1: he's shining from here. <laughs> he had a couple too. Oh, my <laughs> god, spent a little
0: too long in the tanning bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right?
1: He's so shimmering.
0: <laughs> oh, Lord almighty. Okay. Oh, boy.
2: Anyways, sorry about that. So we get back from the camping trip, and I have decided I am leaving him. I talked to my parents about it. So ultimately we decide okay this is the day I'm going to tell him he has to leave but we have to get him a car because if not he literally I'm has no like where is he going to go he's just going to sit in my neighborhood yeah so my dad because he is a saint mm-hmm. buys him this like really cheap little sedan right just to get him away from us right so my ex is at work I and two of my really good friends we're going to pack up all his stuff. So now, at this point, I really hadn't been upstairs into the room that he was staying in.
0: I'm scared. You should be. Oh, <laughs> oh
1: no. So,
2: so we walked in, and you could not see the floor of this Ew. bedroom. Okay. I picked up a blanket that was on the floor. I picked it up, and it stuck to the floor. Ew. Why?
1: Then, Ooh, what is going God. on?
2: So then we're starting to like go through things, separate the trash from whatever his stuff is. And my best friend, she's like, do you care if I go through stuff? I was like, I go through whatever you want. So they're going through things. I'm like catatonic at this point. I'm just standing yeah, there. Just I imagine. Not even able to function. So my friends, one of them's going out, getting all the trash, whatever. And-, and all of a sudden my best friend goes, what the hell is this? And she holds up this like little bottle. And it was a very, it was short, it was thin bottle. She's like, is this lube or something? And Ew. I pick Whoa. it up. I recognize the name. I'm like, why does that? Oh my God. I'm like, the cologne. <gasps> she goes, What? What? I'm like, the cologne! The cologne that he told me never came in, that I got the money back from the bank, this was it. And he was still using it. He just hid it from me. Now, one thing, and I would never, ever, ever admit this to him, but he did smell really good. (laughs) 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 Like, like, whatever that. Pheromone is it works because it that and en- so that ended up being a lie. It did come in, he just like told me it didn't, so we could get our money no. back. And that was my breaking
0: point. I love that because that-, <laughs> that makes sense sometimes. That's what it is it's like all of that shit, and then that little lie, or like, yeah,
2: oh, yes, that was the breaking point, yeah. So I pack up all of his stuff. His car is all packed up. He comes home and I'm already waiting outside. I'm standing by his car. I told him my dad got him a car. So he gets out of the car and he's like, what's going on? And I was like, well, all your shit is in the car. This is me leaving you. And he doesn't even ask about our son. He doesn't say, can I say bye to him? He doesn't say, can we talk about it?" Nothing. He just gets in the car and leaves. And then... Within 20 minutes of him leaving, both of our bank accounts were cleaned out.
1: He <gasps> took everything.
2: He took everything. Now, here's the thing. We did not have much, okay? We were broke as fuck. Oh, but I was about to say, fuck. what'd he get? <laughs> uh, yeah, right. No, it was not a lot. But the, it's still the principle. Like, yeah. I have a baby to take care of. I'm Yes! I diapers.
1: Oh, what a nice fella.
2: Oh, yeah, he's the best. Literally, <laughs> less than two weeks after he leaves. His first wife sends me a picture of him with this girl who could be my sister, looks exactly like me. Okay, so this is the other weird thing. Wife number one, wife number two, myself, and this new girl. I mean, like, if you put us in a lineup, He has a type. He has a type. Like, it's creepy. And so literally less than two weeks after I kick him out, she is posting pictures on Facebook <gasps> with him in it, Too talking weak. about, oh, oh, it gets better. Talking about new job, new man, like life is so great, blah, blah, blah. So then oh, we start like digging and find out that they have been dating since
0: June. <gasps> and this was so, like, when? two
2: months. This was in August, so like two months oh. before I even kicked him out, they started dating. Oh
0: no. I mean I'm not yeah. surprised. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. No, I mean not surprised at all. But and
2: like to this day, and I mean when I say this day, I mean like today, I'm still finding out things about him and like lies and stuff that he told. Specifically about like him cheating. Mm-hmm. But so this
1: is where I get a little bit of payback. Oh, wait. How so, long have y'all been broken up as of right now? I kicked him out. It was two years ago in August. And you're still finding. Okay, where's your payback? Oh, so yes. Okay, so, yeah. So, this Happy
2: is the anniversary, fun, okay?
0: by the way. <laughs> yeah, right. Thank you. It
2: really was. On the day I was like, oh my God, remember? <laughs> this is fun. Okay, so ex wife number one and two make a group chat, and we call it the ex wives club ah <laughs> but what they decide we're gonna do is we're all gonna write up kind of just a brief synopsis of our lives with him and we are gonna send it to this one who appears wonderful young lady okay oh no so she has a kid she seems like a relatively normal person oh, and we're like i'm like gonna guys i her. can't Exactly. I'm like, I can't, I can't let this happen again. I can't, I will not be able to sleep at night. So we write everything up and send it to her. Mm -hmm. So she reads it immediately and she doesn't respond right away. And we're like, shit, she's processing, she's not going to believe us. Right. So she writes back and she's like, hi ladies, I did read all this. I'm just, exactly. She's like, I'm just processing, like, give me a little bit. And then, I mean, I think it was less than two hours later, we get a message back from her, right? And it's a picture of all of his stuff in a pile <gasps> outside of his work. And underneath, she writes, running as fast as I can. Thanks, ladies. Oh, We're like, my yes! God.
0: Were you like, do you want to get drinks? Like, you're like, Literally. This girl is awesome. like, yes. Do you know if she knew he was in a relationship with you when she started yeah. dating him? Did she did not know. know. She
2: did not. Nope, nope, Interesting. nope. Interesting. To he know. told her that we had been separated for a while. We were going through divorce, and I wouldn't let him see his son. I've
1: heard that before. I know. Crazy, right? Oh, my God. Wow. Is your son thriving? Does he seem like he's doing okay?
2: Yes, he's doing fantastic.
0: Good. Yeah, he's doing great. I'm just really happy for you that you and your son are... Together, that you had a son, like, there, there's yes. that one. Like, I'm, tr- yes. I'm holding on to that one little bright spot in the story that, as, awful and as it this is, guy was, it's a huge bright spot. It honestly is. Like, as much as this whole
2: situation was just terrible, like, I really think I'd probably do it all over again, of
1: course, for that baby, for your kids. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: even covered in bronzer, he's
1: just like, <laughs> he's like he's that baby is covered
0: in bronzer,
2: <laughs> right. No, we need a
1: bath. No, oh we've God, been I there. Like Hashtag no. boy mom.
2: <laughs> yes, boy moms name. So tell oh. us about. Are you in a dating situation? Yeah, what's like, what's your on? dating life? Like? like, not even a little bit. <laughs> so people,
1: <laughs> she's like, hell,
2: no, nope. I know. So people keep asking me, they're like, don't you think you're ready? And I was like, it has nothing to do with being ready. You I don't have want no to. desire. Right. Honestly, I am so content. For the first time in a long time. That's amazing. I just like I love hanging out with this kid. Like we, he's like my little buddy. Yep. Yeah. And doing the mama life. Yeah. And like he's high maintenance.
0: I think more people need to hear that. Like contentment in your situation is so. Yeah. And it's okay not to
1: be dating. If you if you want to be single and just chill like that's fine.
2: Right. I can do whatever I want to do. I don't have to, you know, it's just nice. It really is. It's I just like it.
0: (laughs) I love it.
1: I'm so happy for you. And you look really happy. I also just really quick want to go back to the lying about the military stuff. And just to reiterate that we absolutely honor and respect our veterans and, you know, our servicemen and women. But this guy is when you lie about it, like, Yes, he signed up. He went into the to basic training, which is a big deal. And there are real cases of this, you know, this yeah. discharge situation. But I just, this guy is like, he's holding on to it. Like he really did these great big things. And there are men and women who died actually doing those things. And yeah, that's, that's what d- bothers it's just, me. That's the most
2: infuriating part. If I'm like completely honest, it's the lying about the military thing. Especially because it was such a big part of his person. And like, even to this day, like on his social media, he has combat veteran.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, Are you serious? Shut up. That's disrespectful. Absolutely disrespectful. Yeah, It
2: is, right?
1: It's so disrespectful.
2: I'm like, oh, my God.
1: He wants that honor. He wants to be honored and respected as someone who did something really amazing and, and really brave and courageous.
0: Yep. And I bet in some ways he believes his own lies, like you live them long enough.
1: I was about to say, I wonder if he actually like believes that because he went to basic training, he's like a war veteran. Sometimes I kind of think he does. I mean, think about it. If you lie that much and you say the same lie over and over and over again, I mean, maybe eventually you just start to believe it yeah that makes sense but anyways thank thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your story it was so nice to meet you yeah thank you so much for having me this was
2: fun i really hope that some people can hear this and just it's my fault and, and also run <laughs> just run if there are flags run.
1: well then I love her I really do love her. She is just, she's so relatable, especially to me. Yeah, she really is. And especially to me when she was talking about how like she, you know, she grew up the, the big girl and I grew up, I was the ugly fat girl growing up. Like that's, that's just what I knew. Like I just wasn't the pretty girl. And so, you know, I was, that's all they could say was that I was fat. And so whenever you get that your whole life, and then you have a guy who says, oh, you're so beautiful. You're so this, you're taking those little crumbs and you're holding on to them. And that, becomes something that's like like that love bombing that she experienced she was yeah. like oh that's everything I've ever wanted to hear and so I I totally I related to that a hundred percent it's so I true. mean
0: women are just held to such as standards and when you don't meet that standard it's so easy to feel invisible and mm-hmm. I hate that it's so easy to take advantage of that also like I know there's the risk of being like fetishized for things like that in the dating world. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I just think, yeah, I'm I'm so grateful that she shared and that you share any of those experiences because it's so common. And to hear how she was like so worried to put herself out there and then have this happen, like really breaks my heart. Also, she talked a lot about mental health and postpartum depression, Mm -hmm. and that hasn't, Come up as much and oh, yeah. supporting a partner through that. Obviously, he did not support his partner through that. He is a clear example of what not to do and weaponizing her antidepressants. With yes, the- can you? Are you joking? I so, mean, like, yeah, postpartum depression is a real
1: thing, and that is something that I think well obviously no men can relate like men can't understand that but if there's as long as we're talking about it we need to bring awareness to that too because that is that's kind of a big deal like you know postpartum depression is real and it can really affect your relationship but this fella he's out of control I can't with him.
0: well and we know that the pattern of all the women he was with can we talk about their ex-wives club <laughs> oh
1: yeah <laughs> Dude, the
0: ex-wives club is legit. I was like, oh my gosh. But
1: I I really think that like them, I understand and I think she understands too why the first two wives didn't tell her all the details. But when it was in her hands, she was like, "Uh uh-uh, we got to say something.
0: I'm very curious because I actually don't think there's one right way to handle that because I think there's a world in which if you've been through trauma, betrayal, trauma with someone it is okay to protect yourself if maybe you can't put yourself in the position of staying. Like there are so many people who are like, I just need to move on and getting involved with their new partner or their new relationship. It would be harmful to me. Like I totally think that a, there's a world in just needing to move on. But I also love the idea of helping the next girl, helping everybody as much as we can. So I'm just curious what people would do if they found themselves in that situation or what they have done. Tips, support you know, yeah. and
1: you guys, okay. So that's a really good, that's a really good question for our social media. So I want to know from you guys and on our Patreon, you can talk about our Patreon or on our socials. What would you do in that situation? Because if she, if she decides that she wants to tell the next girl, cause she's really close to the situation, right? So the next girl is like right away, but what happens years down the road, like as she starts to become more distant from this relationship like obviously it's, it's not kind her of, you know job it's not her responsibility anymore Especially but what if would, you her in harm's would you guys do would you say anything yeah yeah and obviously the the first wife had a, a daughter with this guy so she doesn't you know she's got to kind of tread a little more lightly and be more careful
0: you said the first wife and i was like Oh, yeah. There's the secret second wife and the there's so many people involved in this awful story. I don't get it.
1: But anyways, we would love to hear your feedback on today's episode. We want to hear all the things. So make sure that you're following us on socials and connect with us because I really, really, really want to know what you guys are doing in this situation and any other feedback you have.
0: We're on Instagram and TikTok. And Facebook at Dating Detectives Podcast. You can email us. It's investigate I, at
1: datingdetectivepod.com. Dating or you can just DM us. It's fine. Like, yeah. We don't care. Do whatever we'll you want. We'll get it it's to fine. you.
0: <laughs> also, a reminder about the Patreon. Link in the description of this episode if you're interested.
1: Yeah, it's only $5 a month and we really, really appreciate everyone who's already signed up for Patreon. Thank you for your support. And when you sign up for Patreon, you are basically supporting us and it creates... A more opportunity for us to create even more content for you guys so we really really
0: appreciate that that bit of support that you show to us we love all of you thank you so much for listening and thanks McKenzie. for listening you
1: guys we hope you have a wonderful day go check out the bonus episode on the patreon and as always trust your intuition. You.
0: Mm-hmm. bye McKenzie. Bye.